You're listening to the news and why it matters on demand. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. Hey, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Uh, I don't think we've slept. I don't think so either, and I think we have to have this conversation that we were having just before we went on the oh, air at some it? point today. Yeah. Yes, mm. I do. All right. Yeah. Sounds like a good overtime topic. Glenn, top uh, story. Top story today. I was going to go, obviously, with the election, uh, but I think we've already seen uh, We've already seen. no one is going to learn their lesson. Uh, and I'll start there. Okay, Stu. Let's do, was the election a win or a loss for Republicans? All right. Andrew. We're going to talk about caucuses, so the groups within the, uh, the parties. Okay. A uh, lot to get into, of course, but before we do that, I want to thank our sponsor, Brickhouse. Brickhouse is keeping me alive today oh. uh, with their product from dawn to dusk. Notice nobody didn't, uh, nobody shared it with me. I mean, I think you could, I mean, we can hook you up. I, yeah, for sure. I know some people. I didn't. Oh gosh, it's just like a drug deal. <laughs> it's not. Is this the way it happens? I've got some stuff we, too, Glenn. We have to go to the back alley. <laughs> is this the way it we'll happens, it Andrew, you. on the streets? Yeah, you just pull your, your trench coat out. Right, okay. Like in all drug deals. But uh, so that their product from dawn to dusk is great. Uh, it gives you energy without the jittery uh, feeling that you get from coffee. But they also have Field of Greens, which allows, uh, I'm not naming any names, but mm-hmm. Maybe maybe there are gentlemen at the table who don't like eating vegetables. Or salads. Or really yeah, anything vegetables. Green, unless it's mint ice cream, which I will also eat <laughs> I, just without the High amount cream. of selenium right there. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. But uh, Americans do not get enough of their daily fruits and vegetables in their diet. There's a really easy way to do that. One scoop is one full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, and it tastes amazing. Glenn, you can vouch for that, right? Never eat an apple again. Doesn't that <laughs> sound like a great world? <laughs> you can mix it in water, milk, smoothies, whatever, and you get your nutrition. Go to BrickHouseBlaze.com. Use promo code GREENS for 15% off of your first order. Order, or you can text screens to 41411. Glenn, no one's learned a lesson. Glenn, I think before, this is important, you need to find the grave of Johnny Appleseed, drink one of those green drinks, and just drop it over it and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> it's a permanent, like, I have defeated There you, you. go, buddy. <laughs> um, okay, so I, 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 I want to talk about the lesson that both sides should learn is that extremism is not going to bring anyone to the table. We learned this where did the Republicans lose seats? They lost them in the Romney uh, places, where, where the, the, suburb, the suburban kind of townships that went for Romney, they did not like Obama, but they also weren't, like, crazy. Same thing with the Democrats. They were running Democratic Socialist. They didn't win last night. So what is it that America wants? They want to return to some sort of normalcy, where we can talk to each other. No one in the press, and I don't think anyone in, in the parties are going to get this either, but the American people showed it last night. That's what these results show. But look at Jim Acosta and how he uh, treated the president today. Now, you know, the president is a big boy and could take care of himself, but here I think the president is doing all he can to just answer the press's question and be cool. And they obviously don't like each other, but he's trying to answer the question and be cool. Watch. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I, I wanted to 
to challenge you on, on one of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign like to challenge. Uh, in, in the midterms. That here, this, here we go. That, well, if <laughs> you don't go, mind, Mr. President, Come on. that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, well, I, Mr. President, I consider it to be an invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Well, thank you for telling and me that. And why, why, why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because and, I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you totally think that you demonized totally immigrants in not this election no, not to try I to want keep them, I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need right. the people. Your you know, campaign. Wait, your campaign. Wait, wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. Right. Okay. So that's totally legitimate. He started with, I want to challenge you on something. That's not your job to challenge him. It's your job to ask questions and get the facts. Fine. He's totally fine, answers it. That's not good enough for Jim. You've got one question. That's been the rule since, oh, I don't know, ever since I was in diapers. You get one question, you say, I have a two-part question. He didn't do that. He's got one question. President tries to move on. Watch. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so on. Well, that's true. It poured, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't <laughs> actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These, were, these were people. This was an actual, you know, it happened a few days ago. And, uh, they're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds okay. and hundreds of you miles know what? away. That's, third that's not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let me would be ask, much better. If I, if I okay. may so, ask, he's asked three questions so far. The next one that he, that, that he was asking was, well, why would you show that? Well, because that's the, the, those pictures, those vid that video, was the migrant caravan and how they did it to, was it Guatemala or Mexico? And how they were trying to tear down the fence to uh, get across another country's border. It's the same people. And I love that he's like, well, but that was 1,200 miles away. Well, but well, their goal is to come, to come here. here. Okay, so he's showing them. He's still keeping his cool. One more clip. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? Mr. President, I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Okay, stop. Go ahead. Stop. So this is the part that is only going to be the part that is shown by everybody. Just that. What we didn't show is the part in between where Jim says, I want to ask another question. He says, no, you've already had your question. We're moving on. We're moving on. And Jim just keeps going. Another girl, do we have the video of the girl trying to take the mic? She's yes. a White House aide. Trying, her job is to look at, to, to move the mic. That's enough. That's enough. The other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. Excuse me. That's enough. Mr. President, I had one other Peter, question, if go. I may ask, on, on the okay. Russia investigation. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. My question is, what is a president supposed to do? The, the, what the president is trying to say on the border is there has to be a system. We cannot have chaos. What Jim Acosta, uh, Acosta is doing is trying to bring chaos to the, project, uh, to the process. The president is fine. He, he says enough, enough, enough. There's chaos because he won't play by the rule. What is a president supposed to do? 
He pushes him so far that then he says, you're just a terrible person. And quite honestly, after watching that live, I agree with him. I agree with him. So the press demonstrated to me that they didn't even take a breath from last night. They are just going to keep going in the same direction. The president, I said last night, and everybody said he wouldn't do it. I said the president, the best thing he could do is just be gracious. Here's the president with his number one press foe, foe trying to be gracious, and it gets him nowhere. And he, I mean, he even gave sort of an out for Acosta, which was to say, we just have a difference of opinion. Yes. I see it as an invasion. You don't. That's a very legitimate, respectful thing to say. We just have a difference of opinion. Apparently, that wasn't good enough. And then I'd like to add into the conversation, Stu. NBC News uh, tweeted out the video of uh, all of this, and their headline was, White House staffer tries to physically, you know, take God. the microphone away from Jim Acosta. Really? The yes. weak, pathetic, has no power, always preyed upon woman? Yes. <laughs> Who was a, she was a tiny woman, she, by right. the way, right? And he shoves her. Yes. Uh, or at least shelf. he at least he does. Takes, he blocks he does. her. He, he blocks takes her. his arm and and boxes her out. Right. I'm but not sure that I, would, that I, assault, I wouldn't call it assault, no. Yeah, but he no, definitely... It's not assault. Yeah, with, but they would that. call it assault. Yes, if to, the roles to the were reversed. Yes. yes, yes. I don't know if I missed it. I, I just watched that again. I don't. I don't really see much he, of it. He kind of uses his body and his moves hand. his arm to moves. get yeah. in the way of her. Like I mean, the, it's not assault, but it definitely is. I mean, he's physically preventing her from taking the microphone for sure. I, I would like to add one thing in here. We didn't mention that that again in this exchange. Trump did refer to. I think he did CNN specifically as the enemy of the people, uh, which which is worth bringing up. I mean, I. This is not an exchange that's happening in a vacuum where, you know, this is just brand new interaction between yeah. Acosta and Trump. They hate each other. Um, right, they hate each other. And I understand that. But the president, at what point? Who's going to be the bigger person? You're expecting Donald Trump to be the bigger person? Okay. In this case, he was. He was the bigger person. He called on him. He clearly doesn't like him, but he called on him. He answered his question. He even was talked down to, and he's like, oh, thank you for telling me what that really means. But he was the bigger person. I, I, I kind of agree and disagree with the president on this. I think um, by all appearances, uh, Jim Acosta is a rude and terrible person. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if... This is where he crossed the line for me. That's where he crossed the line. See, I, When he said, te- what about rude? Was terrible certain, where, where yeah, it crosses te- the line? But well, you call him rude, just, right? Just I think he was definitely rude. He's being rude. He, for him to say, he should say something like, you know, either watch a lot of Ronald Reagan and then go to comedians and say, how can I diffuse this? That would be the best thing to do. But he could have just said, you know, Jim, I've answered your question. I tried to be polite. You and I don't have, obviously, a good relationship. But this is the people's house. I am the elected representative. This is a house that has had some of the greatest statesmen ever. I may not be that statesman to you. But show some respect, even if it's not for me, for the office of the presidency. We're moving on. I would also say, I don't, you know, if, if Jim Acosta is a rude and terrible person, I don't know why the president wouldn't think he should work at CNN. Seems like a good place for him to be, a uh, good place to hang out. He would fit in very nicely with some of the people over there. Um, I, you know, look, I, this is what Trump does. He likes it. And you know who else loves it? 
freaking Jim Acosta. Jim yes. Acosta. There's no one in America who loves Jim Acosta signing, more than Jim Acosta. He was signing autographs. Of course. He's all in it for him. They're both in it to make themselves feel more important. Both of that, that entire transaction there was a transaction designed to inflate both of their egos, and it works because everyone talks about it. I mean, like, Acosta is... If you need to find one person in America to ignore, Jim Acosta is a wonderful nominee for that position. And this is an example of what people don't want anymore. Is it troubling uh, at all to you, Andrew, that there were a, a very large amount of reporters who were sending their support to Jim Acosta for that exchange? No, I, I, I got to say the president of the United States is calling the media the enemy of the people. I mean, like, I've, I've become... Burkean is the result of Trump coming in. And, and, and Burke, for anybody that's not familiar with him, is kind of the godfather of conservatism. You know, like right before the revolution, and this idea that we have these very important institutions that are underpinning American uh, American civil discourse, and he's kicking one of those legs very hard. So, so wait, I'm a wait, reporter, wait, wait, wait. I, I I can understand having that like reflexive defense of other reporters in there. So I just hang don't... on just a second. Hang on just a second, because I I am. I mean, I've been taken on by two presidents now. Um, I have been in those rooms. I have, I have been at CNN and I've been at Fox. Um, so I consider myself a mem- member of the press. I am, uh, you know, they don't like to say this, but I am right with them. I have joined their freedom of press organizations with all the lefties. I will support. I supported freedom of the press when Obama was doing it, and they didn't care. I'm doing it now as well. But you, the president does not have a right to shut anyone down. He does not have a right to silence anyone. However, you can't, um, you can't tell me that I don't have a right to respond to things that I think, I mean, they're not fair to him. And I'm not, let's not play whataboutism. Sure. Okay. Because yeah. uh, we can spend an hour well, doing and, him. And I'll concede, too, that, like, you know, if someone's just refusing to relinquish the microphone, that's a situation. And, yeah. Well, and doesn't it make you kind of understand where he's, where Trump is coming from when he says that, when you see how Jim Acosta behaves towards him? I mean, it's, it's like, I, it's not to excuse here, right? it. It is. Yeah. It's, it's not, a, there's no win here. But right. let, let me, can I break it down to this and ask this? I do not like nor do I agree with enemy of the people. I don't Absolutely. like it when he says that. I, I and really we've said that repeatedly it. on repeatedly. this show. However, forget, take, yourself, take yourself as that alien ship that just was going around the sun, okay? You're an alien and you're watching. It's kind of like an invading force. I don't like that term, and it's not quite right, but it is kind of, you know, they're saying, I'm going to cross your border and you're going to try to stop me and I don't care and... So it is kind of an invasion. I mean, a home invasion is a robbery, okay? So it's not quite right, and I don't like it. Same thing with enemy of the people. They're not the enemy of people, but they, they, are, they, they act at times as a, an enemy of truth. Now, Donald Trump does too, but sometimes they're, they knowingly move in directions that are absolutely unfair and untrue. If you are one of the legs of the table, which you are in an important one, you do have a responsibility to say, wait a minute, guys, wait a minute. We got to be fair and not have an agenda other than the truth. 
Do you would agree ag- with that? That's true, yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree. And I, I would just to add on to your point about, uh, about it not happening in a vacuum, you're, I think you're totally right on that. I mean, like, there is a reason for reporters at times to be angry at Trump. However, most of them are able to handle it and still be respectful. You know, and I think, like, you know, with the cost that, that the, the, this happening in a vacuum is go, goes both ways with this. Costa is is there's oceans and oceans between Jim Acosta and Jake Tapper and Anderson Cooper and and Wolf Blitzer and there's a ton of people at CNN that are really good and and Jim Acosta is is a known grandstander he's out there mm-hmm. all the time trying to make himself into a big deal he he's posts pictures of himself no. in the mirror he's he's constantly getting filming himself at yelling questions at people as they walk away you know, I can understand. You know, again, I don't know that the president, the president should be the one who rises above that. But that's not the era we're in. I mean, I've, I, that ship for me has sailed a million years ago. Um, I don't expect anything out of any either of these guys when it comes to these interactions. And I'm not surprised at this one at all. At one point, we had five, five people connected to the White House um, boycotting and 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 pulling the levers of giant financed uh, organizations to try to silence my voice on Fox. I've had the President of the United States breathing down my neck every single day for two years, okay? Even at that time, I would say things, but when I addressed the President on television, when I would address him on radio, I always said, Mr. President, please, this is what people are... There was a difference between... Doing a show and saying, hey, this is what's going on. And Obama's doing this and Obama's doing that. And, in, and a time when you look at the president and you say, Mr. President, please, you must always have respect for the position, no matter who is sitting in it. Otherwise, the whole thing breaks down. Yeah. All right. We have more to come. Stay with us. I like call him very and dumb. Very and dumb. What about Donnie? I mean, Donnie, I like yeah, Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. We were just having this conversation off air. Yeah, so um, I, I think that what, what we saw last night is explained in this exchange between the two. Both sides are tired of the extremist. And you can play whataboutism all day long. You can look, if you're on the, on the left, you can say, Donald Trump, he's, he had every right to punch Jim Acosta. And not, not literally punch him, but verbally say, enough. And, you know, you're a bad person. Okay, he had every right because of the way Jim was acting. And you can say Jim is a poser and everything else. However, if you're on the left, you can say that about Donald Trump. And what's happening is we're comparing mm. two sides. And it's you're either for this one or that one. Where what we saw in the election last night was we don't want either of those. I, we don't want either of those. I think there's really only five different types of political conversations, and I won't detail all of them, but the most common one by far, particularly with the media, is just our team is the good team, the other team is the bad team. It's the easiest one, and it, it lends itself to that whataboutism. Rather than dealing with the actual, what was the violation that happened, what was the decorum that was broken, just 
who's the good guy, who's the bad guy in this one, and it furthers that narrative of there's two teams. I don't, I don't feel like I'm on either team, and I think there's a lot of Americans that aren't either. And and yeah, when you get into that whataboutism, it creates that false dichotomy. When I got into the voting booth yesterday, I felt like I was on a team, and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I, this has got to stop, and I didn't like it. I don't want to be on a team, but you get to a point to where, which pick your poison is back to that. And that's that's not good because it's poison. I'm going to speak in a moment uh, in defense of whataboutism. Um, I think it's important there's a voice here that defends it. Um, I think whataboutism can be really bad if what you're using it for is to exonerate your person, right? Like if I'm going to say Trump didn't do anything wrong because look what Acosta's doing. To call them both terrible in these situations, I think whataboutism is somewhat appropriate. I think they both act bad. And you made a point off the air that, you know, first of all, you know, you're not supposed to necessarily um, expect as much out of a report or some random reporter as you are the president. I think that's that's a fair, fair point. And Acosta, I think, is very self-aggrandizing, but they both are. Um, and, he, and he breached decorum, which is the other thing. I think I mean, they particularly it. for those of us that are concerned with the, the dissolution of discord and civility, if it's happening, regardless of yeah. where it's happening, it's a bad thing. It doesn't help. But, you know, one of the things I would say about uh, Acosta specifically, because again, I don't, this is not a, to exonerate Trump at all, because to me, it sailed so long ago, it's not even worth bringing up. Like, that's how far I think that ship has sailed as far as civility and, and decorum with Donald Trump. But like, as a reporter, you're supposed to be asking a question you want the answer to. And that is not what he was doing. Exactly He's just right. trying gotcha. to make a, a, a giant moment for himself. And could you, the question such, could be, could you define invasion or invasion force? That's a question that would have worked. Yeah, and like all these other reporters out there in, in the White House press corps, they don't like Trump either. But generally speaking, they're able to ask questions without doing what Jim Acosta does. He really does stand out in that crowd. And, and, and you know, again, I, 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 don't, I don't think there's any good people in, the, in, that, uh, in that back and forth. I don't think any of it's pretty. You know, I feel like, you know, this goes to my kind of my point I was talking about before. Is it a win or a loss? I feel like when you do find the rare moments when Donald Trump really does find decorum and has that soft voice and tone, it's after when he believes he won. Yeah. When he beats Ted Cruz, finishes him off in Indiana. That was actually, the, the one time yeah. I've seen Trump yeah. where I was like, oh, is that, yeah. like, is that the real time? Like, he was great. I think he, he was great after won. the Hillary Clinton, that speech right after yeah. he beat Clinton. He, when he has those moments where he's like, oh, like, this is it. I'm the man I won. He comes out and does the exact opposite of what you'd think. When you'd think he'd be, that would be the time he brags. When he feels like he didn't win is when I feel like he gets most aggressive. He was sort of in between last night, which I think is the story of last night. I think mm-hmm. it was in between. Um, a lot of Republicans were really excited about it because, you know, it, it, there were some results that were better than the worst case as well. But, I mean, to, not to put too fine a point on it, but it's like if, you, if what you care about are, is smaller government, uh, is less regulations, is lower taxes, the, thing, you know, the things that conservatives typically believe, last night, you know, last night the situation was better than it is today. Right. Like you're going to have Democrats who are going to block every single thing you do in those uh, areas to try to restrain that. And there's nothing you can do about it now. So, I mean, I can't look at this as some giant win for Republicans. I mean, they lost the House. It's a big deal. They're not going to be able to pass anything. It was one of the interesting things. Really uh, oh, yeah. Uh, just watching last night, the media coverage from everywhere. Everyone declared victory simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, hey, good for America. Everybody Yay! gets to feel really good now. The Democrats won. The Republicans won. Everybody won. Well, especially win or lose, Beto <laughs> emerges victorious. That, yes, was, a, yeah. that was a tweet <laughs> from the AP. Like, yeah, no. Beto emerges victorious. That's like going to, uh, you know, a track event at a high school. Everybody wins. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Um, before we go to break, want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. Of course, we did see that the Democrats just won the House. And uh, here in Texas, it was a nail biter. I think it was a little closer than we would have liked. You never know when a disaster is going to strike when uh, Nancy <laughs> Pelosi might be back as Speaker of the House. So it's always good to, to be prepared, have some sort of emergency food supply. So um, my Patriot Supply, I mean, I don't know yet what's going to happen. They've put out this, um, this, this great um, study that they, they commissioned on what they think will happen, what a Democratic Congress will mean. And I think it's pretty accurate. Um, it doesn't mean anything good. Um, but the economy is really where we really need to pay attention now. The, the president must stop with the tariffs uh, if they could get another tax cut in before January, that would be great. But he's got to stop with the tariffs. Things are going to change. You need a way to protect your family. Come what may, get it off your plate. $75 for an emergency food kit. Two weeks breakfast, lunch, and dinner now at preparewithnews.com. That's preparewithnews.com. All right, back in a minute. Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. we got about a minute. Stu, uh, what happened with the ballot measures? One crazy thing about this election, which, number one, the, Demo- the number one issue for voters was health care. Um, and particularly Democratic voters, which is fascinating because the health care system we currently have is called Obamacare. It's the thing they said would save health care. They're complaining about it. On the other side, when Obamacare passes, Republicans are like, well, we're too conservative. We're not going to, you know, the Medicaid expansion is, is unconstitutional, so we're not going to let it in our states. Three conservative states put it on the ballot last night, and all three of them voted for the Medicaid expansion. We have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> People are just grasping at straws now, and no one wants to own it. The Republicans didn't repeal it because they don't want to own the mess. Mm. All they have to do is just get rid of all the regulation on healthcare and the healthcare industry. Uh, those who have not, remember to subscribe to our podcast, The News and Why It Matters. Yeah. Subscribe and rate us, and we will see you guys in a minute in overtime. Why haven't you done that yet? We asked like a long time ago. I don't, I don't Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from The News and Why It Matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Andrew, uh, what were the caucuses? Uh, story. Yeah, I am. So uh, I, I've mentioned earlier. I don't feel like I'm a part of either team. Uh, I don't. I don't like the the two party system. I don't like the two parties. I think right now we're living in a period where um, both of the parties have made this Faustian bargain with the American people of I will I will make you feel like you're part of something, and I will give you comfort in exchange for hatred, <laughs> and that's what they're bound by is just hatred of each other. So what I'm more intrigued by is what the caucuses in them are doing because neither of the parties really have a a, a, a ideology that's that's a core motivator for both of them simultaneously. That it's more like they're they're islands of different thought processes going on. So the ones that I was watching last night were the Blue Dogs, the Liberty Caucus, mm-hmm. the social or the D- Democratic Socialists, mm-hmm. and the Problem Solving Caucus. Um, so the Liberty Caucus lost some seats, which saddens me terribly. I would love it if the Liberty Caucus was ascendant within the Republican Party. This is the Libertarians. Uh, Justin Amash and Thomas Massey, who are probably the top two guys in there, blew the election out of the water, um, which is amazing to watch because uh, while Massey is 
kind of kept his head down with Trump. Uh, Amash is a... Oh, he's all over. He's all over, and that didn't work for most other Republicans. Um, So that was kind of mixed results there. Um, The problem-solving caucus, if you're not familiar with this, this is something that I've been looking into the last few days. Uh, Bipartisan caucus, one of the the interesting things they're doing is they're trying to get an internal regulation within the House that if 290 members agree on legislation, it comes up for a vote. Because right now, there's a threat that the Speaker will just not bring Mm -hmm. up certain legislation because an extremist might try and knock Mm -hmm. them out of the Speakership. So actual, you know, when we talk about why can't we just fix things, this is one of those reasons, is that uh, the, whoever the speaker is at the time is fearful that their extremes and their party is going to get them. So we just can't pass this stuff. So they're working on that. The Democrats fared very well on it. The Republicans got absolutely hammered in it. Uh, most of the Republicans that were signed on to the uh, problem, uh, problem-solving caucus uh, retired, got primaried early, or lost the election. Early, uh, maybe not most, but a significant portion of them, which I'm disturbed by because I would like there to be um, thoughtful, bipartisan people in both parties. Uh, the Blue Dogs kind of held on. Uh, they they gained How a couple of seats. Were there? <laughs> so the Blue who are the they? Blue Dogs. If you're unfamiliar with Blue Dogs, Blue Dogs are the the conservative wing of the Democratic Party. Uh, and it, who are they? There's about. I think 18 of them left. Shut up. There's about 18. What I, do they consider a blue dog? I'm not going to let a baby two days after birth die in a closet. What is a blue dog? You no, know, I'm going to say I think you guys would like blue dogs. They tend to be they tend to be very pro-gun. They tend to be very pro-national defense. They tend to be cultural conservatives. Um, although there is kind of weird overlap in that if you're defining yourself as a conservative Democrat, you might mean that you're fiscally conservative but very socially liberal, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with. Or you might be the other way around, where you're actually very socially um, socially conservative but very fiscally spendthrift. Um, but that said, though, they do represent kind of a, a midpoint within the Democratic Party, and they used to be a, a drag effect on spending for the Democratic Party. They've picked up, they picked up, I think, six seats, but that was out of, um, out of 15 candidates, so they didn't do really well. The one, that, um, the one that I'm bothered by, the one that I'm concerned by, is the ascent of the uh, uh, Democratic Socialists uh, of America. Um, they, I don't know how they did it at the state level. Uh, but they, I think they ran five national candidates, and they picked up two seats, bringing up to three out of the five they ran. There were 43, and it may have been statewide as well, 43 yeah. or 46 candidates for the National Socialists or the, the Democratic mm. Socialists. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, they, I mean, they, they picked up Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and they picked up... Um, uh, I, f- I forget her name. She's from Michigan. She's the first mm-hmm. uh, Muslim yes. congresswoman, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. I'm much more concerned about the, the democratic socialism thing. Yeah, um, because, the, you know, the, the problem with, um, there's no problem with Islam. There is a problem with Islamists. Yes. And they're the ones that want a big government state to tell everybody we have to live by Sharia law. Democratic socialism is alive and well in the Middle East. It's called an Islamist. Um, was that your... Uh, this, well, I'm, just, I'm disturbed by that in general. Tom Perez has said that the socialists are the way forward. That's the head of the Democratic Party. And I, it, they've gone from, I mentioned this last night, they've gone from like 3,000 members to 50,000 members mm-hmm. since Trump came into office. I thought we'd kind of settled that on socialism. And it looks like that, I think that's going to become a more and more dominant part of the Democratic Party. Big whereas, time. Yeah. Uh, Stu, you said you had a cultural point to make. Yes, thank you for bringing this up. I noticed um, watching the election coverage, people are, um, it's all about uh, diversity. It's very important uh, that we have diversity. Um, and I noticed, uh, you know, I mean, Sarah, I guess you claim to be some some diverse background. I don't know. You say it. I, what I see here is a bunch of white people. Yeah, that's, what, that's what what I see. Yes, it is. She's Methodist. Uh, I see a bunch of white people here. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I see people who don't understand different cultures. And so I wanted to give a sample here of, um, 
I went to a 7-Eleven today, which is where you can find lots of cultural things. And I found something I thought you guys might want to try. So you can try this a little bit. I was not familiar with these things. Um, they're called wrap snacks. Now, wrap snacks feature wow. a different wrapper on each <laughs> on each uh, bag. Um, here we go. This, this one is um, fabulous. Uh, New York Deli Cheddar Wavy Potato Chips. Uh, we also have... Here's the wrap. I believe fabulous. Fab fabulous. Fabulous. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. We also have... <clears throat> this is uh, Romeo Miller's uh, Barbecuing with My Honey, <laughs> which I thought might be... Uh, see if there's that anything. That pretty good. Okay. Fabulous. And then we also have here from Trina, her uh, it's a honeydew cheese puffs. Is this is this like? Is this really uh, I don't know about that. Is, is really this good. is this Wheaties for puffs. wrap? Yes, I think this it is. This is the Wheaties version, or this is the wrap version of Wheaties. Yes. Okay. And see now we can fit in and understand. That's nasty. Yeah, I don't think I want to try That's it. Funny, that, that, That's nasty. Cheddar ones can are I, nice. Can I touch off that because that was one of the other things listening to, to media coverage of um, you know who won a loss. One of the big things that was coming from. Good. A lot of more left-leaning organizations was ah, but like a, you know, a ton of women picked up a ton, of, and they kind of it, it was sort of like a, a win for identity politics. I was. From, from where I'm sitting, like I don't I don't, I don't view care. myself as part of a white man electorate. I'm right. I'm running on all all the caucuses I just mentioned, right. all the stuff like that, and it was kind of that re-entrenched like uh, it's not so much the actual political effect, it's what group you're a part of that's important. When I heard yeah, this I morning that. CNN and MSNBC going off on, hey, there's a first gay, there's a first Muslim, there's a first this. I don't care about all of that. I hope we run you know, like, out of first. See, like Jared Polis, who is the first openly gay governor of Colorado, what I find interesting, and I like Jared Polis, Jared Polis was in the, the House Liberty Caucus. He was the only Democratic member of the House Liberty Caucus. That's interesting really? to me. Wow, that's the he, He's a libertarian-leaning Democrat that's now holding office in Colorado. That's the cool part Wow, there. I did not know that no, at all. I didn't know that. I, I, who cares big, about the gay thing? Yeah, he's a big, fantastic. Uh, big uh, crypto he's big on privacy. He's really big on big, privacy, uh, and he's big, big on... Uh, yeah. Who else is, by the That's way, great. Gavin Newsom is also a big Bitcoin guy. They think that really? between Colorado and uh, yeah, California, there may be a, 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 it may be a kind of a, a pro-crypto uh, movement here in these couple of states. And by the way, as far as my favorite rapper, uh, this is my favorite rapper. Oh. This is my second favorite <laughs> rapper. And this by far, Trina, I don't know what you're doing with these things. Uh, they are not good. That does not, not even good, sound good. This one is good. Yeah, that one's Romeo the best. Romeo Miller. You're a big oh. Romeo Miller guy. Barbie Quinn with my honey. Barbecuing. Barbecue Quinn. Barbecue honey. I don't know. Barbecue Quinn. Congrats. I don't know. Congrats to you guys on becoming diverse. I don't. I don't. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. I'm, I was I'm waiting not in for the this rap day. World. Well, you You're are not. now. You are now in the rap world. This is what people, apparently this is how pe rappers eat. You're, you're just, you're, you're one hit single and one potato ship brand away. Right. Um, from, from, from getting a rapper. Yeah. Okay. Almost there. Let's work on it. Uh, really quickly before we go, mm. of course, we know now Jeff Sessions is out. Who do you want to see to take his place, Glenn? Um, I, nobody. I want somebody who's actually just a neutral party that is just going to enforce the law. That's what I would like. Yeah. Uh. yeah. I really have absolutely no name for you, but I would say that, you know, like... Lindsey Graham. I, I know. Excuse me. I mean, I wouldn't mind I like getting... Lindsey Graham. Look, Lindsey Graham has had a couple of good weeks. People are running all over these guys like he's a conservative hero. He's the worst senator in the Senate. No, as a senator. Um, yes, as a senator. I'd love him out of the Senate and yeah. get a good conservative in South Carolina, mm -hmm. so uh, I, I, would, I would prefer that. I don't really have a name, but I would say... We do have to remember this is totally his call, right? Like whether he's being investigated or not, whether whether the politics play out well for for Trump or not, 
It's his call. He can do it whenever he wants. He obviously waves off his election for a reason. this was talked about beforehand. He's been saying as it forever. Soon as, as soon as this election is over, there's going to be a lot of changes. They're coming. I would like Romeo Miller uh, to be uh, Attorney General. Andrew, I'm sure you're going to pick some crazy libertarian. Hippie. Nope. I'm going to go hardcore Judge Judy. She's been on the bench oh. a long time. Uh, I think we there's a very good chance we actually are living do in a not, sitcom. I so say, I think. Do not say that. Because oh, I could see him picking Janine Pirro, Janine, which yes, I, would, I would not. I would not like no, that. Sure. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. Remember to tweet oh, us God. your questions and comments using the hashtag <laughs> #TheBlazeY for podcast listeners. That's W H Y. Do you feel like you're kind of like at that last scene with Ghostbusters? <laughs> don't don't let anything clear your minds. <laughs> all of a sudden, Janine Pirro is going to be the Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Jason Butler just wanted to say thank you for the great coverage, and he really appreciated the crossover conversations yeah. that we had. Uh, last night, I, I know, I, yeah, I heard a lot, a lot of um, positive feedback on the crossovers with CRTV and Daily Wire, Newsmax as well. Newsmax, I believe. Bill O'Reilly. I really appreci- appreciated uh, your coverage as well. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it was. No, you, you went to hell. I, you came I stacked back. up a lot of frequent flyer miles. I think yeah. I've got a, like a free trip to Tulsa. Very good. There's uh, a lot of. That must be why way, your hair's messed yeah. up. A lot we of traveling. Yesterday, that uh, you're going to be joining us now full time. Are they still going? <laughs> okay. uh, no, he said yeah. yesterday. You were oh, full time yeah, yesterday. Okay. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I make a new announcement. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> no, um, he's going to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, something's wrong with... S- nope, so, something's off with Andrew Heaton, which yeah. comes out next Monday. Yeah, comes out Monday. Podcast daily. You're going to love it. Uh, and then one more, the Blaze Why question from Saves84. Was this the election where the American people finally told celebrities to stay out of our politics? It seems that the star power of so many failed this time around. Yeah, but that was 2016. When Donald Trump was elected, that was when we told them that we didn't care. Yeah. They just didn't listen. Yeah. They're not going to ever stop listening. One interesting tidbit on this before we go. Uh, Alyssa Milano came out publicly and and said she's not going to speak at any women's movement, or women's rights, whatever that movement is, the Women's March movement, yeah, yeah, yeah. and until they distance themselves from Linda Sarsour because of her uh, her comments with, about Farrakhan. Good for her. That was kind of interesting. Who would have said that? I did not see that coming. It's just like I didn't see these delicious chips from rapper Uh, Romeo Miller. Poll question for today. Does Jim Acosta deserve to have his credentials revoked for his actions toward the female White House aide in today's press conference? I hope none of you say that he does. I hope that you don't. I think we're all in agreement here that that would be be an overreach. He could be fired by CNN, but his yeah. credentials shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. He, they, CNN anyway. already put out a statement yeah. supporting him. Of course. So they gave him a 10% raise for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So. And at the same time, they'll be, they'll be critical about what, what was going on at Fox last week. I mean, like, uh, there's no consistency None. from these companies. Yeah. No. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thank we'll you. see you guys tomorrow. We're going to go sleep. I think. First, I'm going to finish off these chips. Oh. These are really good. The cheeky like ones are good, too. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.